We're going to turn to Hebrews uh, chapter 6. We're going to start at verse 11. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. And so uh, me as your leader, uh, there's certain places that God wants to take you. Uh, and so in order for you to get there, it's going to come by way of me. All right. Uh, he, he's because he set it up this way. OK. Uh, and so when you follow your leader, you are going to be given um, instructions that's going to challenge you to think differently. And so if y'all didn't learn anything about me is I'm a little different and I'm going to push the bounds and I'm going to erase the bounds and I'm going to create uh, new places that have never been discovered. Like that's just a part of my DNA and that's a part of your DNA too. And so that's just how I am. And so uh, when you follow your leader, he go challenge you to think about things differently. And if, if there's any growth that's going to take place, you have to be able to be challenged to think differently. Like you can't just uh, go by thinking the same way about things all of your life. Like if you can't be challenged on that thing, then you don't give yourself room to grow. Like if, if you if you if you believe certain things, but you don't want to have no discussion with nobody about it, or you don't want to hear nothing else about it, then you cap yourself off at a limit to that thing. And so no matter what you say about it, like I'm fixed on this thing. And so now, uh, like if because because there's I'm telling you all now, there's a, I'm, le I'm letting you all know ahead of time. The next time we do communion is going to be a different way that we do communion. It's going to be a way that you ain't never done communion before in your life. We've already done, you know, one facet of it because we didn't have Kool-Aid for communion. My, my lips started watering just now. Almost, almost spit out. But ain't nobody ever had communion Kool-Aid ever before in the history of your life. And so, uh, but you're just going to be challenged to think different because we have to get past the point where we are. Because where we at ain't where God wants us to be. And so it's, it's, it's my job and my duty to bring us to that place. And so um, you have, like, in, in essence, I'm really, I'm really your escort. Like, I'm really the person that God has placed in your life to escort you to where he wants you to be. And so anybody, you know, what an escort is, is that a lot of times when somebody's escorting you somewhere, like I didn't been to meetings or somebody escorted me to me and say, I don't know where it is that we're going, but I trust that the person that's escorting me go take me right where I need to be. Because they know exactly where that spot is. And so now, where because we, we are going some places, y'all. I'm trying to, like I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to get you, uh, I'm trying to wet your appetite. I'm, I'm trying to get your, uh, your mind ready. Because as a unit, as a family, as a body, we got to be ready for where God is taking us to. Like, it can't just be, you know, two or three of us. Like, it got to be a lot of us. Like, we don't need the 3,200. We just need the 300. We just need uh, a group of uh, committed people who are on a level to where they're mature enough to know that 
God, like God has, uh, like, cause he don't connect us for no reason, right? Like if he connected us, there's a reason that he connected us. Like God connects certain people because there's a specific task that he wants to get done in the earth. And so let's real quick, real quick, let's go to Matthew chapter four real quick. Matthew four. Uh, let's go to verse 18. Uh, okay, let's go to verse 17 because it's so important uh, to go forth. And so verse 17, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So repent means to change your mind. Okay, verse 18, and Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said that to them, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. Because we've been talking like in order for you to follow, you gonna have to disown. And so we go see example like these examples that like these are the disciples that walk with Jesus. Right. And so it like straightway they left their nets like the thing that they had been used to or familiar with. They left those things. Because where we're going, we can't go there stuck here. Like if you get if you were stuck in a place like, all right, if you in your car and you're trying to get to Houston and you in Lake Charles, if you ain't got no gas, you stuck. No matter how bad you want to go to Houston, you can't go nowhere in that car because that car needs something to propel you to the place where you want to be. And so I can't be stuck and be like, actually, you know, this is a good spot here. I like it here in Lake Charles. I don't even want to go to Houston no more. And then if I've been in Lake Charles, if, if, I, if I was on that journey and I got stuck in Lake Charles and I became familiar with Lake Charles and I got used to it and I kind of liked it a little bit uh, and I didn't kind of, you know, planted some roots, you know, and I got my family there and stuff and I didn't, you know, got a business or this or that. And so now it's time, nah, -uh, that's not where you're supposed to be. We're supposed to be somewhere else. And where we're supposed to be ain't really Houston, but Houston was just a stop to get to where we was going. But if you get stopped before the stop, then you'll never make it to the top. Them bars right there, them bars, them bars, them bars. And so I have to not be so uh, uh, stubborn with where I am, with what I know. I can't be so stubborn and not allow the spirit of God to be able to flow through my life. I'm supposed to be yielded and surrendered to him. And so if he then set up somebody in my life to take me somewhere, then I got to be aware. I got to be in tune. I got to pay attention to them and what they doing. Because if I say everybody stand up, if you in your phone or you somewhere else, if you're not paying attention, you're not listening, then you will see everybody else standing up and you'll be trying to figure out what they're standing up for. And then everybody start walking out. What they doing? Leaving. And then your conscience might be like, well, just get up and follow. Your body's like, I don't know what they're going to do, so I'm just stay right here and wait till they come back. And we never coming back. <laughs> so you stuck in that same place. And you just like, where when they coming back? And so they got people in church. They got people in here that's been stuck in that when they coming back place. Waiting, uh, Cause I'm letting y'all know now, like I'm just not, uh, 
I, I'm, I was so thankful when the apostle, he went on ahead and talked about uh, that traditional preaching because I don't have none of that in me. No, sir, you don't. Like, I just don't. So, like, you, you know when you come to hear me, you don't expect for me to hoop and holler and spit. Because that's not a part of who I am. So, because a lot of times we get so hyped up in emotions. Like, because what emotions do is it do this to you. Like, if, we, if I'm trying to get to the back, right, emotions do this to me. It'll take me here. Then it'll take me here. And then it'll get me up here. Bring me back here. And I'll be, woo! That felt good. But I never made it to that place. So that's why I don't, I don't, like, I don't want you to get, I, I be, that's why I be telling y'all, sit down. Because I don't want you to get excited. I want you to get full. Like, I want, I want you to feast on what it is that God is speaking to where you can put this. Because anything that God speaks to you, like, it has, like, that's why your soul got to be in alignment with your spirit. Because I got to receive what it is, because, let's go, come on. Let's go to Proverbs. Yeah, if you, if you keep reading, you're going to see everybody else, when they got ready to follow, they, they left what they was doing. Even when we talked about Elisha last week, he left, he left, he left his whole family. He asked if he can go kiss his mom and them goodbye. And he left them. Because that life that I'm used to, it's not going to do anything for the life that God has for me. And so if I want to experience all, like, it's, it, it, like some people don't want all. Some, some people don't want all. Like some people, they satisfied with just enough. Like they sat, and some people, it don't even be just enough. It'd be badly enough. Satisfied because... That sacrifice, like, it, it takes a lot. Like, if you ever sacrifice anything, like, it takes something from you. But you, oh, let me go back to Luke. Let's go to Luke. I'm about to read to you one of my new favorite scriptures. One of my new favorites. And it's very short. Y'all know what the shortest verse in the Bible is, right? What it is. Jesus well. Two words, right? This one, three words. Luke 17, verse 32. This is Jesus talking. Remember Lot's wife. Because when it's time for you to go, you can't be looking back at all of that stuff that you used to. You can't be trying to go back and get what you had because I'm trying to take you somewhere else. Like, I don't know how in my, in my life of Christendom, I've never seen that verse before. But when I read it, it felt so good to my soul because it's so clear. Like, why would Jesus, out of all of that, say, remember Lot's wife? Because one, when she turned back, what happened to her? The life that God had planned for her, she lost that because she was trying to keep that life that she was leaving behind. So you can't follow looking backwards. You got to be looking forward because like where God is trying to take you, like, like my attention got to be set on that direction. Because a lot of times what instructions will do, instructions will check your obedience. Instructions to check your obedience. 
And so now, if there is any resistance to the instruction, then that's something on the inside of you that don't really agree with those instructions. And so now you got to check your soul. You got to check your heart. Why did I not fully agree with this thing? Or why am, as God instructed me to do this and he's leading me to do this, but if I don't really want to go there. Like, where would God lead you that he ain't going to keep you? So if there's any resistance in there, you got to figure out why that resistance is there. Because there's a reason that is there. And so now you got to try to you got to try to trace that resistance down to the root. Because if you don't, it's still going to be there. No matter no matter how you try to cast that down, that root still there. If you cut the tree down and you don't uproot that thing, it'll grow back. And so now that resistance will be there if you don't tend to it. So remember Lot's wife right there in verse 31. Then he say before that, I say, I tell you, in that night, there should be two men in one bed. Oh, no, that ain't the verse. Lord. Lord. I got I to gotta go do some study on these verses. Verse 34 and 35 is a little strange. Get the deeper meaning for that. Oh, Lord, let me get back to what I was saying. But that, but, but these are times we living in. Where well, they got two men in the bed together and they got two women grinding together. Ain't nothing, just rubbing, just rubbing, just rubbing. See, Jesus, Jesus knew what time it was going to be before we got time. I see it because see I had stopped right there I remember Lot's wife I was done I should have kept reading to see what else Jesus was saying boy Jesus had a lot more to say but remember Lot's wife let's go to verse 31 in that day he which shall be open to which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house let him not come down to take it away and he that is in the field let him uh, likewise not return back don't turn back to what you know, but keep going forward. Remember Lot's wife. We're well, going to Proverbs, right? Proverbs chapter four. Oh, Jesus. Woo-wee. That's church right there, boy. Lord Jesus. That's why they ain't, they ain't got no issue that Jesus ain't been dealt with. That he ain't talked about. So that, that's why, like, if there's anything in life that I'm having a difficulty going through, Hebrews 2 or 2, just look under Jesus. Because he didn't talked about it all. Before it even came into existence, he had the answer for it. Well, let's go to verse four, chapter 4, verse 20. My son, attend to my words and incline thine ear unto my sayings. So say this with me. I, I must, keep must keep my soul. My soul. 
You got to keep your soul. Man. Can't nobody else keep your soul for you. God can't keep it. Holy Spirit can't keep it. Jesus can't keep it. I can't keep it. You got to keep it. Your mama can't keep it. You got to keep it. You got to keep your soul. Verse 21. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So when we're talking about heart, we're talking about soul, right? Talking about the inner man. And so now, verse 20, my son, attend to my words. So that means that you're going to have to pay attention. If you want to be somebody and you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. Good job, choir. But you got to pay attention. I don't even remember what her name was. Sister Mary? Sister Mary Clarence. There you go, Sister Mary Clarence. And so you got to pay attention. Because if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss something. Just like if you're watching a movie. And if you're in that movie and you glance down at your phone, you text somebody, uh, you scroll real quick, you're going to miss something in that movie. Right, right. And then you pick up your head like, what happened? You wouldn't have missed it if you was paying attention. And so there's a lot of things in life right now that we miss just because we're not paying attention. Like our attention is distracted, like it's somewhere else. And so we don't... We don't really see, and that's why, like, right now, you got to make sure that you're always alert and aware of your surroundings and where you at. Because I got to know who coming in the store. I got to know who in this restaurant. That's why, you know, real G's, they don't sit with their backs to the doors. Because I got to see what's going on. We go to the restaurant, mm-mm, uh-uh, y'all know that's my seat right there. I won't be able to see everything. Because, you know, my OG taught me that. Because, you know, if something pop off, We got to know what's good. So I got to be able to scope the scene real early. I got to know where the exit is at. I got to know, I got to know what I'm going to use, what I'm going to grab. I got to know, I got to know all of that. But I got to be aware. I got to pay attention. If I'm sitting in there and I'm just in my phone and 20 minutes pass by, I don't know who done came, what done did, what, what's going on? But I got to pay attention. And so now if we traveling somewhere, like you ever been in a caravan of a bunch of cars going somewhere? And then you look down at your phone or something and then they didn't had a car get in front of you and you're trying to figure out where they went and they didn't turned off and you didn't drove 20 more minutes up the interstate? Because you weren't paying attention. And so paying attention is so vital because when you pay attention, you, you, you grab everything that it is that's being given to you. And so now if God is saying something and I'm paying attention, then that's nothing that I, I'm going to miss that he's saying. That's why when you're praying, like your praying shouldn't be uh, with you talking so much. Like me, me, me and one of my friends were talking, you know, he's saying, you know, they, they pray every morning uh, before work. Right. And so, uh, you know, this morning, you know, they prayed in English. Right. They didn't pray in tongues. And so he said, you know, after about uh 
You know, I prayed for everybody, everything I could think of. And then I look at the clock, and only four minutes had passed by. So some of y'all playing, praying English for longer than that? How long y'all be praying in English? Y'all be praying for an hour in English? No. So we up here trying to judge, mm, only four minutes. <laughs> he could do better than that. <laughs> but if you really sit there and pray, it don't really take you all day to pray. Because now with my prayer, like, because when Jesus told us to pray, he told us to pray a real specific prayer. And that, that one prayer don't take all day. It take every bit of about 20 seconds. Depending on how you say it, it it's real short. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth. Uh-huh. In earth. As it is. Because this day, I, because back then, that's all they was eating. It was eating bread. So we got to make sure, supply us with what we eating. <laughs> we eating that bread. That's why he say, shall man not live by bread alone? Oh, now y'all feeling good tonight, huh? Good. Let me recite the prayer. Let me recite the scripture. Let's go. I like it. But that prayer don't take long. And so now what I need to be doing, I need to be listening. After I didn't spoke, I need to hear what's being spoken. Because that speaking weighs a whole lot heavier than my speaking. Because now if I'm praying about something, I need to be listening for instructions on what I'm praying about. And so now, that's why I need to pay attention though. So now if I'm just praying and then, that's why a lot of times we be up in here and even if we pray in the spirit and it goes however long we pray, like we get up immediately, but we never sit and listen. Because like he's saying something, but I gotta pay attention to what he's saying. Like I gotta be able to discern what's going on. Like, hold on. I, don't, I can't talk to you right now because I got to pay attention. So I can't be letting nobody just interrupt me and God time. Because I got to pay attention to what he's saying. So what he's saying, whatever situation you're trying to tell me about that happened at work, I'm going to get that. But I got to get this right now because this right here could change that situation at work. So I got to hear what he's saying, so I got to pay attention. All right, uh, verse 21. So now, pay attention to what I'm saying so you can hear what I'm saying. And so what I'm saying, let them not depart from thine eyes, but keep them in the midst of your soul. Keep them in your heart. Keep them in your inner man. Because, like, my soul got to be aligned with the spirit. I can't, I can't keep what I don't receive. Like if it never gets to my soul, then I can't keep it because it ain't there. If it's only in my spirit and not in my soul, because right, like what? <sighs> Let me keep reading. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. So if you got flesh problems, if you have sensory problems, then what he's saying is going to bring health to those things. Verse 23, keep thy heart. Say, I got to keep my soul 
I got to keep my mind. I got to keep my imagination. I can't let my imagination run off and take me somewhere else. I got to keep my emotions. I got to keep my will. I got to keep my desires with all diligence. Why? Because now, nothing is going to get to your life. Nothing is going to get to your body. Nothing is going to get to your life. Nothing is going to get to your life situations. Nothing is going to increase your lifestyle if it's not in your heart. Because your heart, your soul, it's going to receive whatever instructions it can. So if it's not getting instructions from the spirit, it's going to get instructions from somewhere else. And so now it's going to manifest those instructions in my life. And so now if I want God manifestations in my life, then I got to have God in my heart. I got to have his words in my heart. Whose words are in your heart? Is there something that somebody has told you that you hold higher than what he said? Is, you won't let that go, but you will let what he said go. Whatever he say, like I got to hold on to that because now out of it are the issues of life. And so no, now if we know anything about issuing, right? Let's talk, let's, let's think about, because now when we think about issues, we think about stuff that's happening, right? We think about, because uh, issues always have a negative connotation attached to it. Like she got issues or he got issues. We always bring it to a negative mental component or facet, right? And so now let's think about issue in a different manner. Your driver's license, it got an issue date on it, right? Like a date that it was given. And so now it, let's look at issue as being able to flow out or to pass out. So now there are things that your body needs that is going to have to be issued through your soul. So now, if I if so now if I got issue, if I got if I got ailments in my body, that, and God got something that He won't issue for help to all of my flesh. If I don't get what He said in my soul, then it's not gonna manifest in my body. And so I'll go on thinking, oh, why doesn't happen to me? But He's already. And so now I gotta get what He said, and I gotta keep it in here because that's gonna issue and pass out what I need in my life. So what is it that you need that need to be passed out in your life? What do you, what do you need to issue in your life? So where are you getting that information from? Where are you getting those words from? Because right now, there's some things that I know that I want to issue out in my life. There's some things that I want to issue out in my body. There's some things that I want to issue out in my life situations. There's some things that I want to issue out in my lifestyle. If there's some contention somewhere and I want to put an issue on that, I want to issue something to that contention between a mate and a mate, then me and my mate, then I can issue truth to that thing, but I can't issue it if I don't have it in my soul. So if, if there's a, all right, uh, Give me, uh, give me two people real quick. I just, I just use the Bible. Stand right here. Stand right here. Stand right there. So now, if there's something 
uh, that I need to happen in my body, like the spirit is always ministering and delivering that thing and training your spirit to carry that exact thing to where you can have what it is that God said. Because if God said it, that means it belongs to you. And so the spirit don't want to hold on to it. It's like hot potato. I'm trying to give you what God said. But now your spirit will catch it. But if your soul never takes it, then there could be no issuing. Like there could be no passing out. There could be no ministering. There could be no uh, giving to my life because my soul don't got that. And so now if I got if I got raggedy stuff in here, then because your soul is going to get whatever instructions that are given to it. And it's going to pass that to your to your senses, to your body, to your life, your life situations, your lifestyle. So now if your lifestyle is uh, a little bumpy, like things seem to be going well and they go bad and they go well and they go bad. Like you need a lifestyle change, like because it's not supposed to work that way. It's not like, so you might have been listening to somebody that said, like, you know, if it ain't one thing, it's another, or it's two steps, or one step forward, two steps back. And so now you got that in your soul, and you keeping that in your soul, and so now that's being issued in your life. And so now, why is my life like this? Because I keep issuing it every time something happens, I'm issuing that same word out. And so now I got to take those words out and put his words in. I got to extract those words and I got to deposit his word like his words got to be the thing that I put in my heart and I keep it in my heart that's why that's why he used to tell you you know get your scripture hold on to that scripture don't let nobody take that scripture from you because you stand on that scripture and you eat that scripture you sleep with that scripture because there's something about keeping his word with you that nobody can take from you because this thing is something that I've, I've attached myself to and it don't matter what comes up who comes up who says what I'm not letting go of this word. Yes, so I can't let go of the words that he gives me because those are the words that are going to make my life what it's going to be. Because yes. I'm always manifesting, right? Yes. So I'm only manifesting what instructions my soul get. So now if he don't pass on the word to the body, because sometimes he just be chilling. So he got to be trained who to listen to. Cause a lot of times you be, you know, you be, you be, uh, cause you know, cause it's, 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 it's a mindset that we've grown up with. Cause it's like, if you have a problem sleeping, read the word. <laughs> got a problem sleeping? Oh, go read your Bible. Some of y'all got problems sleeping, y'all still be going to read your Bible. You ain't got to say amen. But that's what I've been conditioned to do. So that's what's in my heart. So whenever I get a problem sleeping, I'm going to get this Bible out so I can go to sleep. And especially if you read the King James Version in the Old Testament. It's like, what are they talking about? I don't know who is who in Jehoshaphat. I don't know what's going on. But if that is how I view the word, then my soul, he like, yo, the only time we use this is to go to sleep. So I don't, I don't need this for nothing else. I don't need this word to do nothing else but go to sleep. 
So now I gotta make sure this booger knows what to do when the word is being given to me. Because I, like you gotta receive this word. So you gotta, sometimes you like, you uh, you know, you talk to yourself, right? There's some slow yes sirs right there. Boy. But you talk to yourself. And so you gotta talk to your soul. You gotta talk to your soul and say, nah, uh I don't care what time it is. We are not gonna partake in that because this word is too important for my life. What God has said to me, to us, to we, we can't let nothing else take us away from this word. Because this is the thing that I'm understanding. Like, this is what I got to issue out in my life. Like, if I need healing, like, it's health to all my flesh. Like, it's health to anything in my life that needs life. Anything that's dying in my life that needs life, this word is going to revive it and give it life. But if I ain't got that word in me to give it, to issue it out, then ain't nothing going to be revived in my life because I ain't got nothing to revive it with. Like, if you got depleting cells and you eating chicken and chicken and chicken and chicken, And you can't expect for them to be revived when you're not giving them what they need to be strengthened. I think it's real simple. So now, if your body works that way, how do you think your life works? But no, I just got to have it. I got to have that cheesecake with the caramel drizzle and the praline crust. Tastes good. But if I don't control my soul, if I think that those things are so good, like it may taste good to me, but in the long run, it's not gonna be good for my life. And so now if I wanna issue out something different in my life, I gotta take something in. Come on, help me preach, girl. I gotta take something else different in. And so his word is what I gotta take in. I gotta stop taking in all these other words and take in his word.